0: Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. It's amazing. the
1: To the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and we got a special edition episode of the 13th floor today. We got the black-owned DC takeover. Uh mm-hmm. got Jackie coming in this week. What's happening, ma'am? Miss
2: Jackie? I'm good. All is well. How you guys doing?
0: Man, great. Another beautiful day is the moon. Yes, feeling good. We feeling good.
1: We got the regulars BJ down there, Sir Fresco up top, and my man Faison. What's happening?
3: Man, uh, enduring life. It's been good. It's Tuesday. Um, I know it's Tuesday this time, so I'm aware of the week, the day of the week. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we're good. It's good. The Namdi uh, had a little uh, air surgery um, last week on Thursday. Uh, came through that like a soldier. No problem, no issues, so we're good to go. Waiting for that checkup in six weeks now. Make sure the tube, the hole in the tube area is closing. we good. But all is well. And I'm COVID free.
4: Hey. That's the <laughs> way to be right That's
1: there. That's the that way, way to be right
4: there. BJ, back into action, man. What's up, man? First week of school? Hey, man. For literally, today was the fifth day of class for them, so one week in the book. In the books, and we're good to go down here, man. Again, still distance learning, but um, that like my Mason started high school, man. It's like, no matter the fact that he's not there physically, just the fact that I know he's in high school now, man, is crazy. Like, I remember him being born and taking him down to campus as, as a well, he was only like three or four months, man. When we were on campus, um, now he's a high school dude, so we kick it. silent here, exactly. Silent
5: Real
1: <laughs> Briscoe Fresh, man, what's happening on your side of the world?
0: Man, you know I'm excited as a serial entrepreneur ninja. We got this big entrepreneur show jumping off today. One of my favorite subjects and topics. So, you know, man, I'm out here wearing some of my new swag. Y'all go check time is Enemy. New apparel line we got out one time for um, Rebellion Records, too. I'm shouting out all the um, entrepreneurs. Rebellion Records right Dude. here with The Rocket. Um, My dog, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Got a new single out huddle Go check that out. Soundcloud title, whatever you go, check out um music on, go do that. For sure. So
1: I'm just saying it could be a return of the fresh jam of the week
0: since we got our own, you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we might have it? to go ahead and throw a little sample of that on there. <laughs> oh, you let
1: me know, man. It's your yeah, word, we, man. I'm just we won't it. be
0: flagged for it time, work. So, <laughs> right, right. right exactly i I actually i do not know because it is up on uh he definitely got all his copyrights and everything up there so who who knows (laughs) roll the dice baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) there it is man as fresh alluded to man this week we are doing a black on dc sponsor show we're going to be highlighting different uh black businesses it's going to be um, a recurring uh, episode once a month we're going to have different topics black in business um different guest speakers. We got Green Dentistry coming on tonight that's going to drop some major, major uh, gems on us about how we're thriving and thriving through COVID. Um, And Jackie's going to take us through some of the other uh, little tidbits of the episode. So I'm really excited to pop this off, this being the first episode in that series, man.
2: Same here. (laughs)
1: There it is. So let's get it started off right. I'm going to hit you first, Mr. Freshervation. Let's get that good word out, man, so we get this thing cracking.
0: Yes, indeed. You know, um, being a serial entrepreneur, I really felt one of the biggest things as an entrepreneur to do and as a business owner is to, to be able to adapt and embrace change. So I wanted to speak on, you know, that specific topic today. I'm grateful for new challenges that help me grow and become stronger. I embrace the changes in my life with curiosity and gratitude. Change is the natural and I welcome it with an open mind. I welcome the changes in my life with positive attitude. They say the secret of change is to focus all your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. So as you take that journey, um, hopefully into building something of your own or maybe uh, getting into the opportunity with a with a friend or coworker, make sure that you are embracing change um, why you should learn from from things of your past you you need to be able to embrace and adapt to that change in order to truly grow and especially in a time like now during covid being able to embrace change and adapt to to new um opportunities is exactly how a business can stay thriving through this pandemic and that's what it's preservation baby believe it
1: there it is there it is jackie i'm coming your way for the first skit or segment uh with the black on dc uh Sponsored podcast. So we got black business news this week. So what you got for us, uh, Jackie? First things first. You got to come off mute.
2: Appreciate it.
1: Don't give her a hard time, ladies and gentlemen. It's only her (laughs) second time on the show. Second time on the show.
2: (laughs) So uh, I sent you guys an article. Uh, 40% of black businesses aren't expected to make it through the pandemic. And um, I just kind of wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Um, I'm more so interested in discussing what black businesses could do right now, you know, um, to kind of to make sure that they are able to survive, you know, that uh, 60% that's, you know, going to make it, you know, what, what can those entrepreneurs be doing right now? What do you guys think?
3: Well, you Okay, all right, you got it. Yeah, I, I want to start, and I'll start in the field that I am, I am in, and, and I, uh, live every day. Let's talk about the restaurant and food industry. So, um, most of the black-owned restaurants um have to start thinking outside of the box. They um it can't just continue to have because one they're super popular. So at this point in time now, I'm going to use Atlanta as an example. Of how amazing the food is here, and what how it works, and how people actually um, like look up black-owned restaurants and black-owned things for brunch or for breakfast, whatever it may be. Um, now is the time to be innovative. There's you're in the plaza, for instance. You have things going forward. You can only have so much space inside restaurant. Don't make people wait two hours, three hours to eat. Figure out how there's restaurant closed down the down the street, or is the area is closed. Block off some parking spots. Do something else that you can allow yourself to do and serve your guests out there. Bring more options to them to eat. Get a tent. Let them sit outside and eat. You have to think outside of the box. A lot of the big brands, the Taco Bells, the Chick-fil-A's, they're innovating and doing those things and taking over spaces. And we can't continue to say, I don't have the option to do so or I can't do this. If you want to maximize, and at this point in time, maximize all the funds coming in, You have to think outside the box. you got to be able to use, you know, touchless payments, um, options, going through Toast programming, um, ability to use Yelp. And Yelp, uh, Yelp, uh, I can't think of the name, DoorDash and Grubhub, Grubhub, all guys, Mm. they take a lot of profit off top and that's a part of it. But, you know, to get that out there, to say, hey, we're still open, we still can serve you, you got to do that process. But they have to fight with their vendors to make sure they are priority. You can't accept the fact that they're like, oh, we're out of these, we're out of this. Like, no, just because you're the low buyer on the totem pole does not mean you don't get the same respect as those who are buying crates and crates of product. Your voice is heard, your voice is served. Don't accept it. And that's what I'm seeing here in, in restaurant industry is that they're not being that loud wheel, just allowing it to happen and then saying, oh, we didn't have this process. That's baloney. We have to get together as a large a coalition of restaurants and make sure we gotta change all vendors to one vendor and say, we're gonna order from this vendor and make it work, let's do that. But we gotta start thinking of it as a bigger picture and not just what's happening in our four walls. And that's what I think we need to do to survive, especially for food. We always need food, we always wanna go out and opportunities to socialize is great, but we hate and I hate to wait two hours for pancakes it makes me sick i'll do it because i know i want to support the business but i can't do that every week and because you're eliminating my ability that's causing a problem for that
0: this man say don't make a way for pancakes y'all It you <laughs> get real <laughs> i definitely want to um piggyback i guess on art sentiments of uh embracing technology i think that one of the biggest faults, uh, not just in business, but also in our personal life, is not utilizing technology that is out there in order to help us, you know, advance our business or, you know, uh, productivity or whatever else it may be. There are so many things out there, just like he was talking about um in regards to restaurants, you talk about DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of these other um meal delivery services, that while they do um Take uh, something off top. You have to think about the opportunity of growing your reach and your, and your visibility. You have to think of the opportunity of you know, also offering on your website that you do offer delivery service potentially and, and doing a better job of even going back to some of those guerrilla marketing tactics of uh, hitting the streets and, and really talking to the people in your neighborhood and right there in your, your personal area because everybody right now is ordering food that you're missing out on opportunities just by not going out there and speaking with them. But on a more general uh, uh, basis, I think that the internet is something that all businesses need to really be looking into, especially in a time of quarantine and and during this pandemic. The opportunities that lie on the internet, there's pretty much no business that cannot find um, ways to uh, infuse some more opportunities into their, their business through the internet. I don't care what industry that you are in. There's always some way that you can take better advantage of the internet, whether it's through utilizing smarter and more intelligent inventory systems or um, finding uh, better strategic vendor partners. There are all types of things that you can capitalize on, especially by way of sales and reaching new people through the internet. And I think that a lot of businesses, um, whether uh, tied down to old, old ways, or just a lack of experience, now is the time to go out there and um, hit up Google University, uh, YouTube University. There are plenty of different ways and that you can learn about how to better advance whatever your specific business is online, and I definitely encourage all businesses to take that opportunity, especially now.
3: Can we jump into to that? to SBA and loans. And I know that's always been a big barrier right now of kind of covering themselves uh, to make sure businesses are staying open. And I can say, I've seen the downfall of people applying for it, not getting responses from the big banks. Um, we won't name them because they probably can flag us for anything crazy, but the big banks that are out there, um, they're being blocked off and they're kind of showing favoritism to the, the larger companies that are putting more money into the bank's pocket. With that being said, Most of these, most of the um, black owned businesses, they are smaller, not the large ones, but you know, the mom and pop versions, which are, which are vital to United States, mom and pop businesses are what actually run and pay a lot of those corporate taxes that we don't think about because they're so small. They fall into that weird bubble of helping and supporting neighborhoods. Those are the ones that need to make sure they are, um, they are applying again and applying again. You can never not apply enough for these loans. Don't let the one time um, kick you off the curb. So August the the 14th, the PPP loan just expired. So those who said they they didn't get their first funding in June or July had all the way until August to do so. And they denied you for $100,000, go back and put in $999,000 that you would have gotten that loan approval. So it's about learning the system and understanding that process and adjusting, not taking no for an answer. Um, And then understanding that payback. I think a lot of us, and not just not just black-owned, but a lot of businesses, took out the PPP loan, thinking, "Okay, I'm going to cover myself for this time frame," and use it for the wrong things. We spoke about this before on one of our podcasts, maybe a couple couple times ago. That oh, it was a live podcast that day uh, for Juneteenth. They were taking out the um, taking out loans and using it for the wrong thing. So, SBA loan, PPP loan, and a forgivable loan are th- three, three different loan processes, and one's going to cost you. 30-year payback, and one's going to be paying back in 18 months at a very high payback. So it's important to know those things. And they're still out there. Um, They're still offering those things. It's just you got to be able to go to your bank and talk to your banker. And if you can't get it to your bank, change banks. You can change your business bank account super easy, same as your personal business account. Just change it. Go to another bank. Go to a credit union. Go to a smaller local bank. Like, you, you have the money, banks want your money and they want your money to help grow their business. They don't wanna help you, change. And stop paying fees for, for business banking and you're not bringing any money in right now. Change banks, very important factor.
1: Our, yeah. I, love, I love the accountability piece in that because I think one of the things that black businesses have to take it, uh, take into consideration is being responsible for your situation. Um, So not applying and receiving, or applying and not receiving the PPP loans, like you said, persistence. Uh, But the other thing that I think we don't wanna uh, leave out is the, the power of the pivot. You know, If you're in a business that is greatly impacted, as some of those businesses were that are pointed out in that article where they just had to shut down, they weren't considered essential businesses, where is the opportunity? Where is the space for you to, uh, you know, go further or where can you find that lane of opportunity to then attack and attack viciously, especially with the amount of assistance that is currently out there? And I know, you know, we got some bad lending practices, you know, black businesses, unfortunately not receiving a great portion of the PPP money. But it just doesn't stop with the applying. You know, there's a a great section uh, where business and and, uh, politics intersect. So we got to understand the role that we play when getting this legislation uh, passed, having the right people in the right places to, you know, do these things. So I think, uh, you know, for me, the power to pivot is really where it's at, man. Figure out where your opportunity is and then get there. Go ahead, VJ. BJ.
4: That, that's critical. The whole time, I, again, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it, but I like that the power of the pivot. Because if you were one of those businesses that had to shut down or saw a drastic drop in um, clientele or whatever the case may be, then it goes back to the whole thing, see a need, feel a need, right? I was sitting here the other night, like just thinking about in general, right now, what, what is the need for anybody who has um, strong internet service at the house or whatever, Parents need a place for their kids to sit and attend school at. Just log in the computer and sit. Like if you could provide a place for four to five kids to come daily, and again, we I, I'm talking about in in a spaced out place to come be isolated. Just log in with their headphones and their laptop. You provide the PG, uh, the PG. You provide the internet. You provide everything else that they need to sit there. You're not providing lunch for them. They bring all that stuff. They just need a place space to work for the five, six hours a day, like you're doing parents a great service right there that they need to be at home um, doing that. So you get one or two kids a week, four or five kids, $50, $75 a week per kid. Hey, you got cash flow coming in. It may not be what you make at the business, but see and E, fill a need. That's just one of the things I was thinking about the other day, the ability to do something like that and just do something real quick. And honestly, um, feel the need, a great need is out there right now, especially with homes and kids and parents right now.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, that's our take on it, Jackie. I don't know if you got anything you want to add before we bring in our, our guests onto the show.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to add. So I I think I agree with everything. Uh, Definitely. We got to innovate. We definitely have to, um, figure out what is a need right now. Uh, One of the things that I had noted was even if you can get to a minimum viable product, you know, maybe you were really far in your business and you were doing this and you were doing that, but maybe it's time to hone in on, you know, one thing that really does well, you know, instead of, you know, putting all your resources into so many different things. Um, I, I also think it's important to ask for help right now. Um, I've seen a lot of businesses raise money to sustain, you know, pay their rent, pay their employees, you know, people who can maybe couldn't get PPP loans and you know other things like that. Um, they reached out to the community and the community, um, a lot of times, was very receptive and they raised more money than they even set out to raise. Um, so I think that we should definitely look into those options and then partnerships. I think it's definitely the time to partner uh, with other life minds. Um, I think that a lot of businesses are doing it already. I've seen a lot of restaurants um, sharing spaces, a lot of um, retailers sharing spaces with restaurants. And I think it's definitely the time to to do that as well.
1: Awesome points, awesome points. And without any further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get our guests on so they can weigh in, man. They've been striving and thriving through this COVID situation. We got Green Dentistry getting their audio and video situations situated. Look at that. We got Dr. Miller in here.
6: Hey, what's, up?
1: what's going on, man? Hey, guys.
6: Nothing much. Just waiting for y'all to let us on in.
4: <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, the elevator to the 13th sometime. floor just wasn't was, opening. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah.
0: stuck sometime. We got to slide some oil <laughs> for that thing. But you know, you are here and we are excited.
6: Yes, we are too.
1: Yes, yes, we had to get our own room this time, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if y'all caught the previous <laughs> version, but you know she was all hogging the camera and such. So we got our own <laughs> space this time. Oh yeah, because I'm gonna go two personalities in one box. <laughs> we'll go ahead and introduce Dr. Millinder while we wait on Dr. Clark to get, um, get her video situated. So, here we have Dr. Kristen Millinder, co founder and senior clinician for Green Dentistry. And she's going to give you everything you need to know about Green Dentistry a little later in the show. Uh, but her accolades include a BA in chemistry from VCU, a master's in biomedical science from Barry University. Uh, Her DDS from the great University of Maryland, Baltimore campus. Um, But a little bit about Kristen, personally, I mean, she's defined her own space as a collaborative entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Um, and she's driven by a passion to heal. And this doesn't just stop with dentistry. She's very instrumental in her community, uh, creating pathways to holistic wellness for her patients especially African-Americans, uh, by using alternative and natural met, uh, methods. Uh, Dr. Millinder enjoys connecting with people and believes that the solution to self-fulfillment is through compassion and using our divine gifts to improve mm-hmm. the lives of others. So for her, that means collaborating with people and organizations. Oh. Oh, no. oh, we muted him
6: out.
4: We we lost him, bro.
6: He's on mute. How y'all gonna mute the man? What
4: is that about?
1: <laughs> I'm in the middle. Of the the that includes. includes this this beautiful introduction. Oh, and by the way, Dr. Millender is my fiance. So yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, right. Start <laughs> there. That's where you start. Show him the ring, damn it. Show him <laughs> the ring. He was waiting on that one. You would time was ticking, brother. <laughs> yes, yes. Dr. Millender, welcome and thank you for coming and joining us here on the 13th floor.
6: Yes, very happy
5: to
1: be a part tonight. Thank you. Great, and Dr. Clark, you
5: in here? I am in here, I'm working on my, my uh, visual here.
1: All right, good deal, good deal. Well, we got Dr. Dawn Clark also, she's a co-founder and the practice manager for Green Dentistry. Um, her accolades uh, go with a BS in biology from Towson University. She also has her DDS from University of Maryland in Baltimore. And she did a residency at St. Elizabeth Hospital. And now this is a very special residency because this is the only general dentistry residency program that's based at an inpatient psychiatric hospital. So she's Mm -hmm. done super dope stuff as the principal investigator with an approved case study evaluating dental anxiety. Yes, dental anxiety is too real for a lot of us, Um, but outside of that, Dawn is just a natural creative. Um, she is brilliant in that space. Uh, she leads brand development and strategy for many joint ventures. Um, and in her spare time, she enjoys long walks on the beach, dancing, spending time with family and friends, and of course, her pet birds. Uh, but fellas, don't get too happy because she is also taking shout out to my dog, Tevi Tev, putting the ring on it. So yeah, Dr. Clark, welcome to the show.
5: Yes, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for coming, man. So I'm glad we got you guys here. This is a very momentous and happy occasion because Green Dentistry has gone live today. So, congratulations on Woo-hoo. that. <coughs> Come on off you. Let us hear Congratulations, this. guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so, so much. I want to get into the road to getting green dentistry started. Um, you know, talk to us about you guys' individual journeys, um, you know, and then we wanna segue that into your collective journey. But I'll uh, I'll start with you, Dr. Millender. Let's let us know how you got to Green Dentistry.
6: Well let's Dr. Clark, you wanna go first since you graduated right before me? <laughs>
5: um yeah, I can give a little bit of a brief to getting to green dentistry. Um It's been a long journey, but a very short, I would say two years. Um, So Kristen and I, we weren't in the same class as you were mentioning before, but pretty much uh, we had a lot of shared interests. And after I graduated, um, went into my residency program, that's kind of when Kristen and I linked up a little more and got into some uh, business ventures together However, green dentistry itself wasn't really conceptualized uh, until around 2019 and we pretty much were just constantly looking at ways to align ourselves and really set our own lane or yeah, step in our own lane. Um, We weren't necessarily too thrilled once we graduated and entered the workforce. So we kind of went our own direction, took our entrepreneurial spirits. Mm Came
1: together for green dentistry and dr Miller there is a similar situation for you
6: uh yeah so um a lot went on the year that um, me and dawn actually connected um, i was finishing i was in my final year of dental school a lot going on with uh, graduating i knew i was gonna i was not going to do a residency i knew i was going to go straight into practicing um and try to be strategic about my path to uh, ownership rather quickly. Um, and we picked up, like she said, we picked up some other ventures together. So we were already learning how to work together, learning each other. Um, and uh, when um, I graduated, uh, worked for several different people, several, several different dentists, um, had some of my expectations kind of shot down a little bit um, but learned a lot in that process, and again, just understood very early on that you know, with you know, I have a certain set of values, and there's a way that I want to practice. And uh, me and Dr. Clark had that in common, and so you know, we conceptualized green dentistry. Again, green being more of the holistic piece, but also um, really focusing on being more energy sustainable um, dentistry. Uh, dental offices use a lot of plastics. Um, they're not very good to the uh, to the environment, um, and there's a lot of technology right now, innovation when it comes to dentistry, where we can be better. We can actually use less materials, be more digital, um, and be more um, more clean in that regard. And so um, that's that's where our concept really came from. Um, plus the holistic aspect, and we just work together to make it happen, and it's 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 good. We um, because it's a pandemic, um, it's not the easiest time to, um, start up a business, but I would also say it's not the easiest time to maintain a business either. So sometimes when you're like, uh, at the bottom, it's like, all you kind of see is opportunity and you're looking for a leg up anyway. And there's so many people around that need help. So it's like, okay, you find ways to create win-win situations and get your leg up and take advantage of certain things that's happening right now. And that's how we decided to look at this time. Like, This is a time we were already planning, so we were ready. And so it's like, this is a time to really lean in on some opportunities. And if we can make it through this type of struggle with the pandemic, we can make it when things are going to get back to gravy, hopefully when that time comes. So, yeah.
1: Sounds good. I want to back up a little bit because you guys went to a, a little bit different paths. Dawn, you did your residency. Chris, you went straight to work, but it still intersected. Uh, what was it that truly drew you guys? And I, you know, can you each answer, you know, respectively, but what was it that kind of made you make that decision? I got to work for myself. I got to go ahead and do this, you know, practice uh, and start building and moving towards green dentistry. Dr. Clark, you want to answer
5: that? Um, Yeah, I I can answer that. Um, I mean, I'm a, what everybody says nowadays, spiritual person, um, and I really gravitated towards Chris and her spirit, and we just naturally shared a lot of um, common goals and like just larger uh, visions, and so that really attracted me to her, and just off the bat, her work ethic matched mine, and coming from dental school you have to juggle a lot of things and really be on top of everything and she pretty much embodied that and it was just a blessing really to come out and um the way i met kristen because i had worked with her before we were both on the student national dental association board together but i never was um too close with her but i had heard that um her and her now fiance brett were having or had some plans um to go in some cannabis businesses. And I, myself and my fiance, Tevin, we had some plans as well. So we pretty much kind of saw where we could all kind of come together and collaborate. And collaboration, we always talk about this all the time is that's key for everything Mm -hmm. that we do is we always want different opinions, different thoughts, different minds putting together to make something even greater. We say one plus one is three because the Mm -hmm. power of two people, once you combine those thoughts, is
6: Almost, you know, it's limitless. So. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I I would say the same thing.
5: Oh, there she goes! Yay! You got her. <laughs> I had there to use my other camera yes. here. because This Nikon <laughs> is too fancy.
6: Right, but yeah, like well, Dr. Clark said that um that we're we're both radically open minded people. And so understanding that when you collaborate with people and you can like understand the power of perspective, it can really kind of shift your like paradigms and then your mindset. Um, and you look to build on top of that. And that's one thing that we do very well together. Um, and then of course, just being able to balance large volumes of work at a time. Uh, it's very hard to find other people who can do that and who, you know, are excited about doing it. Um, and can do it in a long game, you know. And so, yeah, definitely, she's like my soulmate in that regard. So,
1: oh, that's so cute. I love y'all. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love what you said about the radical piece. Um, and I really want to hone in because you guys have done something that most businesses in the midst of this pandemic, you know, a lot of businesses are closing. Yeah, you're actually opening doors what strategy were you all able to utilize Dr. Clark? Uh, What strategy were you all able to utilize to actually get that going and not fall victim to, okay, this is COVID. I mean, how am I going to open a business right now?
5: I would say we use a lot of uh, lean approaches um, and trying to think, you know, what is bare bones our mission what are we trying to do and sticking with that and not getting too bogged down in all the details and things that you would kind of normally do when you build a business because COVID kind of presents you with the unique opportunity like you said a lot of businesses are closing down a lot of those businesses have operations and staff and when you're lean and you're just kind of starting up you don't have necessarily all of those things um, you have to deal with so in a sense we uh, were in a good position to kind of move quicker because we didn't have um, as much to, I guess, slow us down in that regard. And yeah, I would say just staying lean and just trying to figure out, um, aside from all, you know, not get bogged down in details and just really starting, starting is like the hardest part is what everybody says is starting. And it really is because you you're so, you know, concerned about your ideas. You don't know if people will like it, but um yeah, and just going for it. What would you say, Dr. Millender?
6: I definitely say the lean. Um, and as far as like strategies are concerned, we really educated ourselves about business. So when even Don speaks, Dr. Clark speaks to being lean, like we read, you know, the um, lean business model. We like would read things from why um, combine. Although they didn't necessarily have anything to do with dental, um, dental. Um, businesses, it taught you how to think like an entrepreneur um, and be able to pivot in certain circumstances. And so COVID time is, is very much so a pivot time um, for businesses. I mean, alone with the, our other um, startup business, Beyond Extracts, we thought that that was going to first sell um, CBD therapeutics and it wound up selling PPE. Um, because again, we had the eyes as, of opportunists. Where can we, one, impact that always leads you to success where can we impact who can we impact and again how and so we had this access to the supply chain um on the cannabis side and we had a bunch of dental colleagues that had no ppe you know we used our, our we positioned ourselves nicely and we took advantage of that and helped a lot of people and and stuff so that was um really good but also one thing that we did is we didn't go in and buy a, a building to build a practice. We networked,
3: we met another
6: doctor who didn't work on the weekends and we said, hey, we'll take the weekends. Can we you know, rent space from you?
3: Mm-hmm. And
6: yes, you know, and so we work on the weekends um, for as, as we practice dentistry on the weekends and our overhead costs are so low now because in our contract, our rent includes access to equipment, access to supplies, all that stuff. Um, So we just focused on, you know, how could we reduce the risk as much as possible in this situation? And that's what we made, you know, that's what we were accountable for. And we started seeing patients on the weekend and there's a need for that. So, you know, and during the week now, we focus on our other projects. And so we just kind of made it really work for us, again, just finding the opportunity and not, focusing on making things so perfect, although we do uh, establish many systems to uh, do a lot of this work, you know, do a lot of the work that we have to do. We don't want to do things more than one time if we don't have to. Um, That was another strategy that's been very helpful. We used a lot of technology. Um, So just making our way, just being resourceful
5: and making our way. I, I just want to reiterate when you say systems like that's we spend all hours talking about systems all the time because we're big on um, always documenting things, keeping things as organized as possible because you have to go back and do something again. that's That's taking away your time that you can be progressing forward. So we really try to keep ourselves organized and progress at the same time.
1: Right. So, Dr. that you mentioned something I want to back up to. Uh, you talked about this opportunity that you were able to take advantage of or create uh, with this dental office on the weekends. And you talked about the contract specifically. Now, two very young women, uh, well, not very young, but two young women in a male-dominated field, especially in business, were able to negotiate a contract where you have minimal overhead costs and are able to sustain your business and actually grow your business over time. How did you do that? Because that in itself seems like you're defying certain odds.
6: I think it's more so just goes back to we're just being us and other people see the value in that and see the value in us in partnering with us or even um, helping us get to a certain place, you know, and so I mean, to be quite frank with you, we didn't have to work extra hard to find someone to do that. I think when you're kind of working in your path and you're leaning all the way in into your purpose, you become aligned and, you know, things will happen. People will show up and, you know, we were connected very quickly, very easily um, with this person, with this other dentist and um, shared a lot of the same mindset. And I, I don't know, you know, great people like to help and make great people, you know, and so, it wasn't hard for us to find someone like that. Yes, we went through, we, we definitely dealt with some, <laughs> definitely had to learn to be a sleuth when it comes to contracts from dealing with certain other, you know, certain people. Um, but that's all a part of the journey that's necessary anyway. You know, you wanna kind of get that, those learning experience kind out the way anyway. Um, but yeah, I think we it's just, we just are on our path and so, we met the person that was supposed to kind of give us a leg up in the situation. If that makes sense,
3: makes complete sense. And hopefully, Brett, you won't mind me asking a question, but I, I want to kind of dig back into how you were able to open up, promote your business, find the need during COVID. I think um, a lot of people have tried to open their businesses during this, you know, May, June, July, August process but then found it hard to, um, you know, just to maintain and keep up with the process of getting new people and new clients in. What did you do? How did you, and not your secret sauce, but an overall view of what you did to make that work in this current climate? Uh,
6: We leaned on first friends and family, um, you know, and and we made it sweet for the other people. So for example, Focusing on the need, what's the need? Well, our main um, target is our community. Um, and so there's a lot of needs in our community when it comes to uh, dental health. And so, you know, right now people, and not just people in our community, but people, a lot of people can't afford, you know, dentistry is sometimes looked at as an elective procedure, right? So if, if people can't afford unless they have pain, they're not gonna go. Um, but if you talk to them and discuss, you know, arrangements as far as like payment plans, Um, and kind of working with people, meeting them where they are, um, and understanding their situation, then there's a need, you know, because people are hurting right now. Um, And so, you know, that's kind of where we started. And then referrals just come, you know, we're good practitioners, we treat our patients very well, we're very gentle. um, And we're honest, we're very honest dentists. Um, And so when people kind of see that, you know, I have people driving from New York, um, and from Virginia you know to be seen right now and and more people you know we're making referrals and so it's just like just looking looking to impact looking to to meet that need and, and because there's a need people kind of come but we got to meet them where they are you know and they yeah. I mean us where we are because we, we're just starting up you know and then of course weekends people, that weekend,
3: weekend. <laughs> that weekend dentistry thing, that I tell you that is gold because most of the dentists hate to work on Saturday and Sunday, but you're free on Saturday and Sunday, especially with kids or anything else. It's the perfect time. So I am not have to take off work. So having that availability, to go on weekends and this is from a guy, you know me already, I said it before, I love the dentist. Right. I love the, point the dentist It's totally fine. But like that has always been a, um, an issue is trying to find time to get off of work break off work and come to dentists that was that was clutch that was clutch to do that and and yeah good job on that one thank you
0: (laughs) I think that's great advice for
3: any business though when
0: you do things on off hours where most people are used to only being able to have that access during uh, normal business hours because it's very rare to find a dentist who's past like five six o'clock so I definitely think kudos to you guys and definitely great advice for any business
6: owner. Thank
1: you. Absolutely. And I think the one thing that I want to make sure I point out to the listener or the entrepreneur or the entrepreneur in training is the focus, and it wasn't explicitly stated, but the focus on relation relational business, not transactional business. Mm-hmm. Um, Don and Chris are, are very, very big on you know, forming and forging those relationships with their patients. My God, Kristen has conversations with her patients outside of dentistry. Dawn, I'm pretty sure it's the same, but really uh, figuring out how to fill the void and just being a person, you know, making them comfortable. You know, we talked about dental anxiety before, but when they get into that chair and we're having conversations and they're doing their thing about, you know, pulling, pushing that dental anxiety down, like that's huge. So I really think the focus on relational business um, to keep those referrals coming instead of the transactional business, what can I get out of you right now because I need the money right now is a really big marketing thing that that I think they're doing. um, And it's just unintentionally, it's just happening. Yeah,
6: definitely.
1: So before we wrap things up, I gotta give you guys a few minutes to just talk to us about green dentistry. What's the mission, what's the goal? Let us know where, what it is and then where we can actually get connected with you all and how to come, come get these teeth fixed.
6: <laughs> Dr. Clark, you wanna go ahead?
5: Yeah, um, I mean, our mission is pretty much in the name, uh, green dentistry, green, as Dr. Millender was mentioning earlier, just providing that more holistic approach to dentistry a lot of um experiences that people have had and kind of felt like you know i'm only here we only see the teeth but we want to look at everything as a whole because everything is connected your teeth are connected to your heart teeth are connected to everybody really your brain yeah everything Um, so just bringing back that um idea that everything is contributing to everything else definitely
1: absolutely and so if we want to get this dental appointment situation taken care of how can we do that dr clark
5: yes so we uh just launched our website so you can check us out at mygreendentistry.com and we also are reachable by phone you can call or text us our phone is 301-359-1188
1: and what about the social medias?
5: So no social media yet. So um, you can reach us. You can also email us. We're info.greendentistry uh, at gmail.com. Absolutely. But we're very responsive. So you can call us, text us, reach us through the website. And we'll get back to you.
6: Definitely.
1: Well, ladies, definitely thank you for uh, coming and spending some time with us here on the 13th floor. Uh, We'll definitely have you back on the podcast whenever Um, I will say that these are two self-made entrepreneurs, Um, everything within their business. Even with the, the help that they've had, the, the network, um, a great network of friends and family and consultants and such, but they've really put in the work um, to get to where they are. So I just want to say to the both of you, I'm very proud of you. very happy that Green Industry is launching. And uh, like I said, c- congratulations and much success to you all in the future.
5: Thank you, Thank you so much for having us. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's awesome. We can't
1: that wait to see. a great,
2: great. website. That's
1: Thank awesome. you. great website. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Ian, kick them out. Oh
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta y'all go later. speak patience now. All right. <laughs> Bye. Here.
1: Uh, that was great, man. That was great. Uh, we want to continue on with this black owned DC section of the podcast. So we're coming up next to how to buy black, uh, with uh in the midst of COVID. And I think one of the things that Jackie is really going to want to hit on are the subscriptions, uh, subscription services. So I'll throw it to Jackie and let her go ahead and take us away.
2: All right. So yeah, so there are a lot of ways to buy black in 2020. And um, as part of this segment, we definitely want to highlight different ways that people can, um, you know, buy black and so, one of the ways in 2020, a very easy uh, and convenient way to buy black is through subscriptions. And so, just for example, um, you can get uh, skincare subscriptions uh, from many beauty vendors all over the country and abroad. Um, my fiance, his sister, actually um, runs a skincare product called Praise, called Praise and All Natural um, Skincare Products. And um, it's called Sprays, but the, um, act, it's two words: Joint Skin Praise. Uh, so it teaches you to celebrate your skin and find your in. It's really high quality luxury skin products. Um, another uh, subscription that I have is for uh, laundry detergent. So I use um, True Products. And those are, um, again, another Black-owned subscription that you can get. um, Comes to your house every month. I get two uh, large bottles of laundry detergent every month. And I don't even have to do anything. It's automatic. Um, And lastly, I wanted to talk about Black-owned DC, another monthly subscription. Uh, And (laughs) what we do at Black-owned DC is we tell you about all the great Black businesses uh, in the DMV, DC, Maryland, and Virginia, We send you updates on um, Black-owned restaurants, on um, Black vendors, retailers, new ways to buy Blacks, um, events, deals, experiences in Black-owned. We try to make sure that you're in the know of. Uh, So that's the third subscription example. But there are so many out there. And so please do your research. Excuse me. Do your research, see what's out there, and just know that that is a very convenient way to buy Black in 2020.
1: Absolutely. Subscription services. Jack, I got a question, man. There was a um, a Black-owned paper company. I think it was Freedom Paper Company uh, some time ago. I had purchased with them once, uh, and then I was looking to purchase with them again, but I can't seem to find them anymore.
2: You said a uh, phone company?
1: A uh, paper product company freedom paper company
2: oh paper products oh wow i have to look into that one
1: uh, okay yeah we'll try like, to get that um you're talking
2: about like computer paper
1: nah like paper towels toilet paper um those oh, those are oh, oh yes. trees. yeah
2: yeah i just um ba- it's like bamboo paper or something like that it's toilet paper a black guy just created really? I just it i don't have the CBS. details but next time we talk i have it
0: Say bamboo- that again. I just saw that in CVS.
2: Oh wow.
0: I sure That's did. Cool. I remember being That's slightly cool. thrown off like bamboo and, and my booty. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if they matching up. Be. <laughs> yeah, bamboo is not very hard. That's a hard, a hard tree. my thought process <laughs> went so into like the, the production <laughs> of it, and I'm just like, they must be stripping this thing down and like repurposing it. I mean, it's gotta be a lot to go in to make that comfortable. <laughs> oh, wow
1: yes yes thank you for that i, I think
2: that's really cool that's got to be one of the harder black businesses to start for sure i we mean i mean a... you just kind of have to grow
0: but it's also one of those dream businesses i think one of the it's always best right to be able to start a business that's in um just a no necessity where we're, we're going to be using the bathroom to the end of time and so being able to break into something like that you don't need to have some huge business. You just get a small percentage of that industry and you are able to enjoy life, you know what I mean? You can be the bamboo toilet paper man and, and continue floating, have great vacations, kids go to good school and, <laughs> and live life, you know what I mean?
4: We have a alumni in Jacksonville that has a um, um, a, a paper product, um, list full of paper products, um black owned. In fact, her three sons, um, are the ones who had came up with the idea years ago and they've grown it to a citywide um, thing now where they were even able, at the beginning of COVID, when there was um, toilet paper shortages, they were actually the handout and giveaway paper, um, toilet paper That's to the amazing. community because they had done so well over the years. And her sons were the ones driving it. Her sons were the owners of it and they were helping them manage it. So Absolutely. shout out to the Blissful Paper Products, Anana um, there in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Yep, Hanan, Hamad,
4: shout yep. out to the U. All day, baby. Now, BJ, you know if they got shipping, Uh, they shipping to Maryland? I'm pretty I'm, – well, I know they did ship because I don't know how far, though, but we can definitely work that out. We can probably get her on one day too. Absolutely, man. We
1: got all this good black-owned business stuff floating around here. We're going to make sure we share all of that good uh, good information with you all uh, in the comment section of the podcast and everything. Uh, we definitely want to shout out Green Dentistry. Got to shout out Black-Owned DC. For putting this together and coming and joining forces with the 13th floor um jackie let them know where they can get connected with black owned dc please
2: and www.blackowneddc.com uh instagram underscore uh bodc or facebook.com black owned dc there and uh, thank you guys really really appreciate the you know opportunity to partner on this and i'm i'm, I'm really enjoying it so far so i'm looking forward to the next one
1: Absolutely. Bigger and better things, man. We going up with BODC. Uh, before I get out of here, man, I got to plug the 13th floor though, man. Make sure you get this podcast wherever you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. We on Anchor, Spotify. We got YouTube and the Vimeos. Um, heart radio, baby. That's the one I'm looking for, I heart Radio. We on the radio, baby. Stay connected with us at 13th Floor, please, on all your social media handles, man. If you're trying to get on the show or have a topic, you know you can leave it in the comments. You can email us at 13thFloorViews at gmail.com. Uh, landing page coming soon, so we're looking forward to that.
0: We got a uh, shop
1: coming soon, so we're Ain't looking no landing forward page to that. There's
0: a website. We official, and we're going to have merchandise and everything, so y'all can show love. Um, shout out to Jackie, you know, not only has she come here, brought you guys all of this great entrepreneurial information, but also, you know, she's on the back end helping out the squad as well. So as yep. you see our expansion, know that we like to um also, you know, keep keep the, the money circulating within the community. And so it's just, a, you know, it's an awesome opportunity and we're just looking to really take this thing to where it's supposed to be. But it's a web page, it ain't no landing page. <laughs>
1: You're right, man. I'm not the technically savvy guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here. <laughs> hey, man, before we get out of here, we got Art's corner. He's going to take us home, ladies and gentlemen. So, Art, what you got for the folks this week?
3: Man, uh, I had some big shoes to fill, so I'm going to try to talk at the, uh, the carol pace and not do the normal art speed. Uh, with that being said, this was a great episode that really reminded us the importance of not being fearful to jump out when everyone else is hiding. Warren Buffett said it way back in day to invest when everyone is, no, his Zach words were, when everyone's being greedy well not exact words, but everyone's being greedy, you step back. when everyone's quiet, you be greedy. I'm putting it in my own terms, but that's pretty much was the, the gist of the, of the statement. And now it's the same for this COVID. You find an opportunity that's there and you take advantage of that. Always dig in deep. Don't be afraid of trying new things. And I've mentioned it before that you can either dream in your house or in your bed of all the things you wanna do, or you can sleep in the nightmare wishing you did that dream. Go out there and try and make it happen. And if you fail, it's okay. Move on to your next task, but don't live in that fear that you never tried that opportunity to go forward. Success comes when through failure. It's opportunities that you see out there and make things different. But you got to go there with a plan. You got to make sure you execute that plan and you understand the, the lane you're going into. You can't be a spider and use all eight legs to try to be successful. You have to dig in deep, find the lane, master it, and make that your domain. So with that, everyone listening, Black owned, go out there, take over, make sure you're doing it right, Take a step back, look at it, be innovative, dig deep, share, request for help when needed. Don't let pride destroy your family and your business. Be humble, be respectful, but step out and be a leader.
1: There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you catch us here next week. We're going deep with some topics next week, but uh, that is it for tonight on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views.
0: They are no um, the oh, of